What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. Welcome to episode 12 of the podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Jeremy Wirths. He is a great local investor with a single-family property up in Maine, as well as being a part of a syndication down in Georgia. There are some really good gems in this episode, and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. What's going on, Jeremy? How are you, man? How's everything going? going? (laughs) Snowing again. Yep. uh, Expected up here in the Northeast. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So, what got you into real estate, and what's kind of your backstory to start things off? Um. So. My backstory, um, right out of high school, I, I went into public safety in, in various um, functions and did that for 10 years and then uh, enlisted in the Army at the young age of 28, spent just under five years in the Army, got out, defaulted to public safety because that's all I knew, um, but it always had an interest in real estate. I remember as a kid reading in the, you know, because back then, I'm, I'm that old, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, back then. The, the listings for real estate were in the Sunday paper. And I just remember, you know, reading through those, obviously being a kid, I really didn't know anything, but I just remember reading through them. Uh, and then in high school, I almost went to an arts and technology high school for architectural design. And, you know, it's always been something that's interested me. Um, and then I fast forward to 2000, it's like 2009, 2010. I actually, I was, um, I was part of Amway and, you know, it's a great organization, just never, uh, never worked out for me, but, um, you know, the values are there and they're all about education. And uh, that's how I ended up reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, and, you know, that was the mind shift, mind shift for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and, and then, you know, from there, that's what's really started me on real estate. And yeah, well, while I was in the army, got my, first property in uh in new york in syracuse and end up selling that um so yeah that's kind of my start that's great man first off you know thank you for your service it's you know very very much appreciated and um could you kind of talk a little bit about the amway program i'm not too familiar with it yeah so it's um so the amway it's a it's a um it's a multi-level marketing program Uh, um it's a but it, it, unfortunately it gets a bad rap, um, but it is, you know, it's a legit, it's been, uh, accredited, accreditation in 1978, the Orlando magic arena is the Amway center. Um, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, and actually, um, Betsy DeVos, who was the, um, department of education, I can't remember her official title under mm-hmm. the Obama administration, but she, um, it's her family that, that owns Amway. So, um, well, yes, it is a, you know, a multi-level marketing, um, program. It's, it's legit. Everybody that I experienced within the organization was, was standout and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, it just didn't work out for me. So. Yeah, that's really cool though. You know, something like that. Um, yeah, you definitely have to be careful with <laughs> some of those. <laughs> but um, yeah, so when you were over in New York, were you, I, I, I don't really know how to ask this, I guess, were you kind of like 
stationed over there and you you just saw you know like properties around and stuff and you just kind of picked it up or yeah no i was so i was i was stationed at fort drum upstate new york Mm -hmm. and um the the house was actually in syracuse so fort drum is directly well directly north of syracuse by an hour almost an hour and a half uh, Mm -hmm. on 81 and um my wife uh was doing some she, she had a job in syracuse and instead of us having you know two rents within an hour of each other um and part of her job she had to be within the city limits of syracuse so uh, that really only left one option uh, and that's for me to drive so <laughs> we, we got the house she only had her job there was only a year it was actually like a, a mix between a, a job and uh advancing her education some more um so after that year was up uh, we ended up renting it out uh, we rented it out for three years and then it just kind of the market had gone up and um the tenant that we had in there was um was leaving and so we just was like well you know we don't we didn't get anything else in in that market and uh so why don't we cash out and roll it into something else so that's what we did that's awesome that's not a bad way to start at all no. so were you there um you know like downtown or not downtown like down the way from that property for the whole three years or were you just in new york for like a year and then like managed it from afar um uh let's see for the next year i was actually i was back up in uh watertown where fort drum is mm-hmm. and um so i was around for the for the first year um but then after that we were uh distant we were down in north carolina so that's really cool though man that's great yeah that's pretty awesome it it all i mean it it all ended up working out you know we didn't buy it with the we didn't quote unquote buy it right you know for for it to be an investment property we just we bought it um for ourselves and then it just ended up that somebody that we knew we knew there needed a place to um be and the timing was right and uh rent rents was right and it just it all worked out so perfect yep that's great (laughs) now to segue right into things what is your drive and your vision for the long term what's your fire my my fire um yeah is uh you know (laughs) is that that freedom you know the, the time freedom the financial freedom to go on and do uh you know be able to do other things and not have to worry about uh, you know money um you know because that's you know money tends to tie a lot of people to time yep. and once you can free up that relationship or cut that relationship then it's a whole different it's a whole different ball game so yeah it totally is that's that's a really awesome reason um definitely man so about you know getting kind of getting back to that property in um in New York a little bit, would you mind kind of telling the story of like how you guys acquired that and like like any lessons that you might have learned from it? Yeah. Um so what we were looking to to spend for our primary residence wasn't you know wasn't a lot. And this just happened to come on the market at the right time. It was a newer build. Um it was it was actually a habitat for humanity build. Uh, that was completed in 2012 and the family that moved in um, just outgrew it. And that's why they were selling it. So, you know, the, when the home inspector went through the property, it, the, the worst thing that he found was that the garage door sensors were out of alignment. Um, so it's just, you know, 
That's we awesome. lucked out uh, timing wise. Um, you know, lessons learned. Um, I don't know. That one's tough because I think <laughs> everything just kind of aligned for us, honestly, with that yeah. one. So, um, yeah, there, there were no no major issues. Uh, oh well, radon. There was a radon. We had to put a radon mitigation system in. So make sure, um, you know, while you offers aren't always as attractable with, mm -hmm. um, you know, other, you know, several inspections, you know, radon is something to, to consider. So like our, our picoliter rating was like a hundred times what it's supposed to be in that property. So, um, but wow. <laughs> so, so it's put in the mitigation system. So it worked for us. Yeah. That's, that's not too bad that, that, you know, it was just kind of it and everything kind of fell into place. Yeah. That's, that's a dream. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's impressive. What do you consider to be the biggest variable to expand your portfolio? Um, network network, you know, expanding your network and, um, knowing your numbers. So, cause it, you need to, you need to know your numbers to know if you're buying right. And, um, to make sure that, you know, it's going to be able to perform and, you know, your network is, um, you know, they, you hear it all the time, you know, the, some of the five people that you spend the most time with, um, not only that, but, you know, this really is a relationship business and the stronger relationships that you can build, the, um, the better off you're going to be. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree, man. It's, it's wicked crazy. Um, you know, and those go hand in hand too, you know, like if you might not be the best at running numbers, then, you know, you network and you meet the people who are really good at it. You know, they tend to tell you, you know, a couple things here and there and help each other out and stuff. And, you know, it's the networking is, is insane. How like important that is and how many doors that can open for you. Yeah. I mean, so for me, when we, you know, moved last year, we moved back up from North Carolina and, you know, just outside of Manchester. Now I didn't know, you know, my, my sphere of influence is back in, you know, the Portland, Maine area where I grew up and, yeah. you know, down in Fayetteville where I spent five years, not, not here in Manchester. So I, I don't want to say I started out at ground zero. Like I had, you know, I do have uh, some family around here, but other than that, that's, that's all I had. And so, um, and, you know, I've, I've been able to expand my network pretty well in, in the year, I think. So um, that's the one thing that I knew that I had to do was in order to be successful was, was grow that. So I'd mm -hmm. say that would be the, the, one of the biggest things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. What's kind of like, um, like one of the big ways to that worked for you, like to grow your network, like once you moved back, just figuring out how I can add value to other people. Um, mm -hmm. that, that was the biggest thing. You know, if you, if you help other people, you know, it, it'll come first full circle. So that's so true. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. What, is the most important lesson that you've learned over your career so far? Now, this can be like real estate or, you know, like the military or, you know, like just life in general or anything you want to do. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I think it goes back to, um, you know, the network and, and helping other people out. You know, again, I, I just am a full, firm believer that, you know, if you help enough people, you know, it's going to, it's eventually going to come back and, and uh, only benefit you. So don't be afraid to give. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. I totally agree. Even like, it's, it's kind of crazy too. You know, if you just like go out and like are a good person and you know like you just want to go out and help people and stuff like it it just kind of like comes back to you sometimes and mm. like you you don't even expect it like it just happens like just from being a good person and stuff right it's crazy oh yeah. you know i'll add on that you know we all only have a certain amount of time on this earth and so you know you, you gotta be you gotta be selective to a certain point yes yeah. well. you know you gotta spend your you know don't be afraid to give but make sure that what what you're giving you know has a purpose yeah mm -hmm. yeah i know what, i see what you're getting at you know it should be kind of like a um like an equal uh like force i guess you could say you know in one way or another yeah yeah definitely this one this question i really like how do you define wealth Ooh, how do you define wealth? Um, well, I, I mean, I guess I could throw it back at you and be like, in, in what sense? Monetarily, uh, <laughs> life? Um, honestly, I've never gotten hit with that question before. <laughs> um, I guess in like, uh, how about happiness? happiness okay uh so i mean wealth of happiness um is is i would i would think it would be in an abundance uh of happiness you know you you're surrounded by people that bring you happiness every day mm -hmm. and so i that would be my my definition of wealth and happiness yeah yeah definitely what about um what about financially just because why not? <laughs> why not? Um, no. Financially, um, having, not having to, so I guess that wealth is being able to, because there's a difference between being rich and being wealth, right? Yeah. Wealthy. So for, for me, I, I believe wealthy is not only not having to, um, you know, or, having broken that time um, money bond, but also having enough to be able to give uh, and make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. I, I, think, I think once you reach that point that you can have enough to, you know, be comfortable and then live your lifestyle that you want, but then have enough to give and make a difference. That's when you become wealthy. I like that a lot, man. That's a big one. I love that, like the word you used earlier too, abundance. Mm -hmm. I hear that, you know, kind of thrown around a lot when it comes to, to talking about wealth and different aspects of your life. And it's kind of crazy too, like, like to get wealth and stuff in like the traditional sense, um, you know, like financially, like we all like work to get money so much. And then it's pretty much like just to give it out again, like just kind of like pass it along. And, you know, be able to help out others like they're less fortunate and, you know, to make sure everything's all right with your lifestyle, your family's lifestyle 
and it's just kind of crazy in like the much bigger picture like we want it so bad and we work for it so bad like just to give most of it away again yeah one of the so a couple of my goals for 2021 um so real quick in you know in the army i was um i was a bomb dog handler Mm -hmm. and um you know, I, I just, I truly, truly enjoyed working with uh, a working dog. Like having that, that partner is uh, just an incredible experience and to see them work, is just, a, it's amazing. Um, so I, I've been trying to figure out like how I can give back to that, uh, that industry. Yeah. And so I think, so one of the things that I'm going to do this year is I'm going to start uh, a nonprofit and the goal of it is to be, um, to be able to send like police canine handlers to uh to trainings um outside of their normal training group because you know if if you do the same training all the time with the same people and the same dogs and the same scenarios you're not growing and you're not getting better um and that's one of the biggest issues um in in the industry is the fact that you know there isn't the availability to go attend other trainings you know having been there for 10 years, you know, 10, 12 years in, in public safety, mm-hmm. they don't make a lot of money. And so, and they, a lot of times they have to pay out of pocket to go, you know, attend these, these courses and for them to, you know, spend 500 bucks on a plane ticket and then spend another $500 on a course or, you know, not even a plane ticket, but still drive. Yeah. Um, it, um, you know, it's just a, it, it's a burden that they don't need. Uh, so, my, my goal, you know, the, the nonprofit the, is the, the plan is to be able to um, have people donate to it, be a write off for them, and then um, give it out to these canine handlers around the area and send them to um, organizations that, that offer uh, quality training around the country. So, and I know there, uh, um, I know a few of them. Uh, I've, I've done training at some of them. So, you know, the plan is to kind of vet the where the training is going to happen so i know that they're going to get quality instruction and then they can bring it back and and share the knowledge so that's really cool that's that's really really cool but you know i can't do it by myself so i gotta <laughs> gotta raise the money but yeah the plan the the attractive part of that's going to be non-profit so um just to you know every dollar in is gonna plan on going right back out so that's wicked cool man that's that's kind of crazy um you know, a lot of people, like including myself, wouldn't really kind of think something like that would be as big of an issue, you know, but that's, that's a really good point. That's nuts. Is that kind of like a, like a really big issue? Um, like across like that kind of like sub industry in general, I guess you could say. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and, you know, like I said, I trying to figure out how I can get back to that industry the, the most that's that's my, my thought now anyway. So. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Canines are awesome. You know, having one, um, on deployment, they really, they truly are a, a force multiplier. You know, it changes, um, it, it changes the, the good guys and it gives them, you know, added security and, and comfort, uh, having a dog there, but then it's also, um, you know, a lot of people are afraid of, you know, working dogs and they should be. <laughs> so having, having received a few bites myself, um, you know, it, uh, if I didn't have, you know, the suit on or the sleeve on, I, 
I would not want to experience it. be so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting though, man. Yeah. Let me know how it goes. You know, I'd love to watch, you know, something like that get built. And, you know, it sounds like you're pretty passionate about that kind of thing. And, um, you know, it would be, it sounds like it would be really fun to just, you know, just even build it and be able to help, you know, some of those people out. And, and that sounds really, really cool. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll keep you updated. And then the uh, phase two of that is actually going to be kind of tying real estate and that together and um, finding a uh, some sort of commercial space around the area to um, to have to a host those courses that you know I'd be sending uh, the handlers out to, but also uh, to have a place for them to train that's not in the elements that they can come to. So. Um, kind of mirroring the real estate and the canine all together so even better <laughs> yeah. wow that's really impressive man good for you that's that's gonna be awesome yeah yeah i'm excited for for it to happen now i just need to make it happen so <laughs> wow what are the most effective resources that have helped you the most far on your journey i know we kind of talked you know a little bit about networking and and how important that is but um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, I would say, uh, you know, self-education books, podcasts, asking questions. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions, always trying to, trying to learn something. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are there any like podcasts or anything that really stuck out to you or any books like in particular? Um, so two of my favorite books that I've, I've read, um, neither one have actually been real estate related. Um, well, one is Never Split the Difference, which it's actually going to be a reread. I'm going to reread it next year. Um, and then the other one is Relentless by Tim Grover. Mm -hmm. That I don't know if you heard of that, that one or know who he is. I haven't. It sounds so, interesting, though. Yeah, so Tim, Tim Grover um, was the trainer for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, D Wade, and a bunch of other you know superstar uh, athletes. And he essentially says that there breaks it down in the book that there are three three classifications of people. Um, there's the there's the cooler, the closer, and the cleaner. And um, you know you could basically go from good to great to unstoppable. So and it's a uh, it was just the, the stories that he tells about, about those athletes are, are, are pretty, pretty awesome. So, and it, I'm sure it helped that I read it right on the heels of watching the last dance. Um, <laughs> so having watching that, that, you know, series about Michael and then reading this book, kind of might've amplified it a little bit, but I think it's still a fantastic book. So yeah. I've recommended it and people have said that it's a great book as well. So. It sounds really interesting. I'll definitely throw that one on my list. That sounds really, really cool. That's awesome. Um, what is something that you thought about business networking or wealth creation that changed as you went along? Um, so I, for initially I thought I wanted to, um, be a, an apartment syndicator. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I still might down the road, but it's definitely not as easy as I thought it was going to be. And it's going to take a lot, 
a lot of resources, um, a lot of time and a lot of effort. Um, I definitely am not going to do it by myself. So <laughs> I, I would say that's changed instead of me, instead of being saying that, Hey, I'm going to be a syndicate, you know, that's all I'm going to do is syndication. I've kind of taken a step back and I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's really, let's reel it in a little bit and have a dose of reality. So, yeah, now that's great. Is the syndication you're in now, is that like your first one? Um, like being a part of that and stuff, like how has that kind of gone so far? Uh, yeah, it's my first one, uh, and it's been great. Um, it's uh, you know, the, the assets performed uh, better than expected, so I would say they they did proper underwriting. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I actually got a call from um, one of the uh, one of the GPs, and um, we're gonna be able to get our initial capital back. Uh, in a year ahead of time. So we'll be able to redistribute that. So that's wicked goal. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of worked out for you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's, it sounds like a pretty good experience, you know, for kind of dipping your toes into that space. Yeah. And uh, it was. Yeah. It's pretty good. Wow. No, how did you find like that syndication? Like, did you kind of know somebody or, you know, just kind of like look into it online and stuff and like, how yeah. does one? Um, I knew, um, well, I worked down in North Carolina, I worked with um, a real estate group down there before I, I came up here. And um, one of the sponsors um, is part of that group as well. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's great. What is your best piece of advice to new investors that want to start and manage their rental portfolio? Start and manage. Um, ask questions. Mm -hmm. Ask questions, you know, find, uh, find somebody that's done it and ask questions and maybe even, you know, see if they can't help you along the way. That's so true. It's so important to, to really ask questions. And um, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. I just, I was just going to add. You know, there's no sense in reinventing the wheel. You know, somebody's doing it or has done it. Figure out how they did it and just do it that way. Yeah. If you find inefficiencies, then you know, okay, you can you can fix those. But instead of starting from nothing, at least you have some sort of a shape of a wheel going. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really important, man. You know, I mean, people have done like bought properties and, and rented them out in real estate for tons and tons of years, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, what's the sense in, in trying to reinvent the wheel over and over again? Right. You know, yeah. I mean, there are enough people doing it and, um, you know, many of those that would be interested in like helping somebody start off and stuff like that. And like, there's no sense in reinventing the wheel, you know? And like you said, you know, if you come across something, you know, uh, something a little different or, I guess like out of the box, I guess you could say, <laughs> um, you know, then you cross that bridge when you get to it. But for the most part, I mean, the principles are kind of the same and, you know, many people have done it over and over and, you know, you just got to find the right people and you're off to a good start. Yeah. And with the, you know, the age of technology and the amount of resources that out there, that's out there right now, it's, it's almost infinite. It really is. <laughs> yeah. The information's literally right at our fingertips. And, it's uh, almost to the point of information overload so yeah 
definitely it's crazy how close it is to us and um you know i couldn't imagine trying to do something like this like 40 years ago right you know like it's i feel like it in the overall big picture it's like extremely easy well i don't i don't want to make that sound you know like how it sounds <laughs> but put it this way so the information's a lot more readily available now in an easier way to execute with than it was a long time ago <laughs> yeah, well i mean like you know like i said earlier you know 20 well, i guess 25 years ago because i'm getting that old but 25 years <laughs> ago you know the only way to find real estate listings was either go to the office or look in the sunday paper um and you know now it's you have it on your your you're in the palm of your hand yeah it's, it's insane so. definitely <laughs> we live in a we live in a, a very digital age now and everything's there for us for the most part. Yeah. There's no turning back now. Nope. Never. <laughs> uh, what is a common myth about building a portfolio that you would like to debunk? A common myth. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people don't get into investing in real estate because, you know, they hear all those horror stories of, you know, the tenants, tenants, termites and trash and the calls at three in the morning and, and all that. And that, you know, I'm sure it does happen. Uh, but it's not as common as a lot of people think, think. Um, and the, the myth makes you believe it is. So, and besides that's why they have property management companies. Yep. Definitely. I, I totally agree. It's, uh, you know, to kind of like get advice and, and listen to, to people that tell you that like most of the time they haven't even tried it themselves. Mm -hmm. yep. But, you know, if you talk to someone who has done it, you know, like yourself or, you know, like some other investors and stuff, like they kind of laugh at something like that. You know, it's, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of all about where you get your advice from and, and what you actually like kind of take to heart. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of, instead of asking those people that say, you know, Oh, I don't want to do it. Cause you know, I get the 3am phone call and be like, well, okay, well, who, who gave you that advice? How many properties have they owned? Yep. Uh... <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, I totally agree with you, man. Definitely. It's, you know, it's really crazy. The amount of advice you'll get out there. And a lot of it is, is not actually helpful at all. It's just a matter of kind of, you know, listening to, to what's accurate and, and what's not. And, um, yeah, it, it's crazy. Yep. Now, last but not least, do you read and what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone? I know we kind of talked about it a little before, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I do read. Uh, I actually, um, so this year I, I set a goal. My initial goal at the beginning of the year was to read 25 books. And then um, a friend of mine was like, well, why don't I make it 30? So I made it 30 <laughs> and uh, I, I hit it. Uh, this was the first year I actually, you know, focused on audio books as well. Cause I knew that was the only way that I was going to hit it. So, um, so yeah. Um, but as far as business or real estate related, um, let me let me look over here. My 
Um, there are a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I really, really like Never Split the Difference. Um, I, I think that's a that's a great one. Uh, and then as far, I did just finish the hands-off investor uh, and found that to be incredibly um, useful and well, knowledge, knowledgeable uh, as far as being a passive investor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was written. So if you, if anybody out there ever wants to be an apartment syndicator, read Joe Fairless's book on apartment syndication and then read the, the hands-off investor because it makes you think so it's written for the passive investor, but if you want to be a syndicator, it can help you think about, well, okay, you know, this is what my, you know, my capital investors are going to uh, want questions to, and how can I best serve them? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it kind of, so you, it's like the two, the LP and the GP, it's the, a book for each of them. So it's, uh, but they go well together, I think. Okay. All right. Yeah. I've seen that one on like the bigger pocket store. I haven't read that one. Is that is kind of like the main point in the book to try to, or to try to like make your processes and stuff and kind of be like, you know, as hands off at like as possible, like to just kind of like have things run in the background and. Uh, no, it's like more, automated. it's more about vetting the sponsors, like how to properly, okay. uh, how to properly, you know, vet the sponsors and then vet the deal understanding um you know water flows and equity splits and and all that stuff so oh okay all right yeah it it still sounds extremely interesting though you know same with the the apartment syndication book we'll have to pick those two up yeah another one another good one that i liked is crushing it in apartments and commercial real estate by brian murray um he i was actually a tenant of his up in um up in Watertown. Uh, oh, cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, um, he's a, he's a real estate, but he was actually a professor at the local community college. Um, and owned, got out of that and he's a fantastic, uh, commercial real estate owner. And he owns a lot of the, the area around Fort drum. Um, and yeah, so I was a tenant of his and now, uh, you know, I, I was a student of his reading his book. So, Perfect. <laughs> That's pretty cool that, you know, he owns, you know, some of that area and it's, it was really, really local to you at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I wish he, I wish he'd written the book uh, when I was living up there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely have to check those out. Um, you know, they sound incredibly interesting and you know, it sounds like there's a lot of uh, information packed in those. There are. Yeah. You could, you could read, the two syndication books probably three times each and, and still uh, pick up more yeah. <laughs> those are the best kind of books though That's right. <laughs> but um yeah jeremy uh you know thank you so much for coming on here man it, it really means a lot you know it's nice to to talk to you again and hear your story and um where can you be reached on social media um on social uh let's see I, my my instagram is um just uh, first initial last name so jay worths and then um you can find me on i've got a facebook page too um being an agent so i've got got that just look, search my name jeremy worths and uh that's about it oh i'm on linkedin too you can find me on linkedin 
cool all right yeah i'll i'll find those and link them all below and uh yeah and all your listeners need to go rate and review the podcast and subscribe ah <laughs> thanks man <laughs> hey you're doing you're doing great things man it's uh i'm glad our paths crossed and um keep Me on too. <laughs> yeah it means a lot man I, I really do appreciate it thank you so much absolutely but um yeah you know again thank you so much for coming on the podcast it was amazing um you know i can't wait to see how that uh nonprofit goes you know once you start getting that up and running and that's gonna be really cool man that's that's great yeah thanks i'll uh, i'll keep you posted definitely man all right keep crushing it and uh you know enjoy the holidays stay safe and everything and um yeah we'll talk to you in the new year all right likewise all right guys that concludes our creating wealth podcast episode for today i want to thank every single person that has listened this far it really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together hopefully you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit if you could please check me out on social that's at kyle curtin real estate on instagram Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.